This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Is it raining right now? Because I feel like it's like threatening rain. <laughs> like rain's calling me up on my phone like, what's up, bud? I know you didn't bring an umbrella. He's like, stop blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go away and come back another day. <laughs> you threatening me, Rain? <laughs> I am. I am. Welcome, everybody, to Adulting. I'm Jordan Carlos with my co from Go, Michelle Buteau. What's up? Ow, it me. <laughs> it good. You know, it's not bad. I'm having a good week. I feel like I'm getting stuff crossed off a list. Mm -hmm. I'm not beating myself up if I don't get that stuff done right away. Okay. There's always going to be something to do. So, might as well just enjoy the day. Also, I am not drinking from Monday to Thursday. So it's very fun to whoa, remember whoa, whoa, all the whoa, things that have happened whoa, in wait, a day. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Stand by. Wait, what? what's this arbitrary new rule for you? Can you guys pick up on that? That is thunder behind me. And then it's also my dog chewing on a bone. Oh, yeah. I just heard thunder. I was like, I, okay. I heard some thunder. Are you okay? It's weird because it's like behind me. No, I'm good. Um, you know, living on City Island, it's a very small island. So I just feel very mm -hmm. vulnerable to the weather. And yeah. so I'm just glad my husband's here. You know, I married him because yes, I love him and I see him as a life partner, but also I need someone to tell me the thunder is going to be okay, take the spiders out the house and take out the garbage. <laughs> Other than that, of course I love you. But no, it's been a really good day. I've been, um, or a really good week rather. I wrote a book and then Netflix optioned the book and now we're making a TV show? Yeah. What? Like, I have to... I know. I was there for all of it. I can't believe it at each moment. But of course I can. But tell me what it's like to be a boss in this situation every day in the room. Um, Being a boss is hard because, like, I never want to, like, hurt anyone's feelings. Mm. But I also have to manage my expectations and they need to manage <laughs> theirs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I can't be everything for everybody. And it feels like that. It feels like that. You know the worst feeling? You can tell me how this feels to you. But when someone pitches something in the room yeah, and it's not funny. I'm going to be honest. When I talk about being everything for everybody, I'm talking about a peripheral circle of people trying to get a job on the show oh, that gotcha. can't. Yeah. And it's not just up to me. Like, you know, um, I think people see people having success or becoming successful and they mm -hmm. think that they can hook you up. And sure, like you could put <laughs> someone's name on a list or in a hat or wherever we're putting fucking names. But ultimately, it's like a wedding and you're broke. Like whoever pays has to say. So I... <laughs> 
I am also in business with a production company and an amazing right. platform. So, yeah, I mean, it's a collaborative effort. And so, so why can't you hook me up then, Michelle? Why can't you hook me up? I mean, your name on the thing, your name on the door. I told you. Everybody talking about you. I'm gonna you give in you a circle. I'm going to give you 24 hours to pass that drug test. I told you. I, t- I told you I need longer than that. I told you that. I don't know whose cousin or uncle you, you are doing right now, but it is triggering. You, are, you sound like an uncle that still lives at home with mom. Feels like he's her roommate because he's got his own entrance <laughs> and definitely has a lizard in a in a some sort of glass situation. Yes, I have a lizard, Lamar. He's a good lizard. With a Scarface poster with no frame, just only text. Why are you painting the picture of my childhood room? Um, <laughs> <Yeah. so laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that is an enviable, but at the same time, really hard place to be because it's like a tight wire. But I feel as though you're feeling as though you're, it's, a, it's an up week and you're doing it right. Yeah, I, I think this is a good thing about having a slow burn and not getting too much too soon because I don't know how mm. someone at 24 can handle this. Because at 44, mm. I'm just like, okay, how do I go about this? And don't leave like a dumpster fire behind me of just like, all right, bitch, like I said what I said and walk away like Angela Bassett and wait to exhale. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you want to do that. That is really the go-to. And that's why I love stand-up so much because I can just yell at people that deserve to be yelled at. But within the room, everybody's pitching strong ass shit. All right. I've never heard a bad idea. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're just hitting three-pointers from outside. That's amazing. It's gold. It's gold. It feels like magic. That's amazing. It feels like magic. That's great. It's like-minded, but also unique motherfuckers Mm -hmm. who all bring something crazy different and understand the world that I'm trying to create. How do you decide which ideas then go in? Well, I have an amazing showrunner who has been working in television for over 20 years. And she's Mexican-American. And so when I'm throwing out stuff that I really need to see and people are throwing out like stuff of like how to serve the story, she Mm -hmm. will figure out like also a beautiful mind. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that gif of that lady looking at like algebra, just putting it together. (laughs) She's like, well, if you put that here and put this there, what you can do is have a, you've earned this and they'll lead to, and I'm just like. Right, 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 right. Television really is, if it's done well, it's done well by people who fucking care. Mm-hmm. You know, who get it. Can I ask a question? Is Lola enjoying that bone? You can hear it, right? <laughs> it's not Lola. Lola's just scared of thunder, which is which is why she's by me. But Whitney Houston over there is chomping on her bone. Whitney, you gotta go. I got no problem. I think it's kind of great. I love truth. I love verisimilitude. And that's what's going on. It's, it's too much. Whitney needs the attention. I get it. Whitney's like, I'm here too. I got something to say. I got something to say. I know. She's really asserting herself. Uh, are you guys going to get another dog, by the way? <laughs> well, we were on the cusp of getting another dog. But uh, I think we're going to just stay with this dog. Yeah. Uh, we're not getting rid of my dog and just going to stay with this dog. Leo's a great dog. Yeah. You mean add a dog? <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yeah. Like, get, yeah. No. Nah, nah, nah. God forbid. Yes. God forbid. God yes. forbid. When that happens. God forbid. Yeah. Yo, I think my wife is too attached to that dog, Lord. Well, you ain't home, motherfucker. She got to be attached to some. <laughs> Shit. And that's a good-ass dog. He listens. He does. Good dog, great dog. Um, he does have a lot of weird phobias. And <laughs> not like, like he's scared of boxes, cardboard boxes. Oh, uh, was he found in a box? Um, No, but we we trained him to sleep in like we put him in a box. 
Like we just, we, we thought, oh, okay, so we want the puppy to sleep. So you put the puppy in the box. That's what they told us. They're like, put the puppy in a no. box. So I'm like, all right. There's no way for them to get out. They're stuck. Yeah. And then and then he would just like cry and be like, meow, meow, meow. And you thought you were training him? Yeah. We're like, it's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. No. You guys are really bad dog owners. Okay. Fine, Cesar Milan. <laughs> I'm just we are kidding. bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, if anything, Leo's like, sir, yes, sir. Now Leo knows what to do because he doesn't want to go back in that box. I know. And every time I open a box, he's like, what's in the box? And then he runs upstairs. Oh my God. Hides. Leo, poor Leo's like Brad Pitt at the end of seven. What's in the box? <laughs> it's not okay. But anyways, okay. getting back to TV shows. I mean, how's it what's going up? for you? The great parallel with us is like, this is like, the best year we've had. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty, pretty great. great, right? 1989 was pretty great for me. Oh, Kiss my first girl. <laughs> How old were you? 11. When's your birthday? Uh, February 2nd. Oh, okay. 1978. Got it. Yeah, thanks. July 24th. But um, <laughs> I have to say, yes, of course, we're having very good years. Despite the world falling apart. And then I'm like, the world's falling apart. And then people will be like, well, you're looking at it the wrong way, which is... People need to laugh and they need to feel something good yeah. in their lives. And you're and you're providing that. Yeah. So it's almost like they're calling our number right now to be that, you know, for for people. Yeah. I had um I had a wild time when my Netflix special dropped in the end of 2020. Cause I'm like 2020, yeah. Because the world is was it was a it was so toxic and tumultuous. And I'm like, between Black Lives Matter and Trump and and the election, I'm like, we mm-hmm. don't need this. And then all the messages came in that were like, I loved it. I needed yeah. to cleanse my palate from the world. I joy watched it. And and then my friend told me, Rob Lewis, who you know, he said, um, mm-hmm. joy is an act of resistance. So never stop shining Truly. that light. And I'm like, Fuck. Everything he says, I'm going to put on a magnet. Um, it probably already is on a magnet. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's a big fridge at this point. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of sayings. What has been like the most challenging thing for you working in a writer's room this time? Because you're also acting in the show. This time, I mean, because it's on a Zoom. Zoom is just so impersonal. As we Zoom right now, do this podcast. As we Zoom right now. I just, you know what? I wish I was at your place right now, bud. I wish I was hanging out. That's one of us. And that's, <laughs> wow. I'm wow. just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I actually Do you wish, see what she does to me? Stop it. If you were here, we'd be having wine. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be having wine. <laughs> wow. You're not even going to serve me wine at your house? What the? F- well, you're driving. I. That's true. Okay. Now, um, on a Zoom, I will say that there's something... <sighs> Like you just don't have that one-on-one contact with people and getting to see them in a room, which is wonderful. And some jokes can just come from, and ideas can come from just looking at the person across the table from you. And yes, and I miss that. The intimacy. The intimacy of it all. I think that's really been the hardest part for me. And aside from that, the most challenging thing was writing an episode, writing what I would say mm-hmm. without trying to become a hog a mm-hmm. miserable hog on like dialogue and things like that, right? And trying to make sure that it's a golden opportunity that's being handed to me. And Okay, can I just reword that? What? You are gold and you've worked 
and deserve yeah. this opportunity. Thank you so much. That is a, a beautiful rewording. But those, I think those are our different PO. We differ in our POVs in that way. Yeah. But but it's okay because I want to, I know that I'm worth it and worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes people will be worth and worthy of something and they still don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they still don't get it. And that's tough, you know, mm-hmm. and that's real shit. So I'm just saying that like, I want to go 100% on whatever I get. That's funny. Cause I'm just like, when I, when I start to talk to them, I'm like, oh, there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. It takes more than just being funny and it takes more than just schmoozing, you know? Mm. Mm. You have to like, you have to be original and listen to people. Listen. Actively. Yes, I don't feel like people listen uh, a lot of the times. And then also just think outside of yourself for five whole minutes. Because mm. that's how you create a world, right? Absolutely. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, that was a wonderful, amazing intersectional challenge of just like, it was an intersection of all that I've ever wanted, acting, writing, creating, mm-hmm. and banging on that door for so long that when it actually opens, are you ready to step through it? Yeah. You know? And there was a moment when I was when I was done with that script, I, I had a nice cry in the bathroom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had a nice cry in the bathroom, you know, because my friends helped me make it and do it. And, you know, shout out to Phoebe for giving me the opportunity to do this because I hadn't had that opportunity. I had written on other shows and I got halfway there, but not all the way there. Mm-hmm. And this was like, y'all really gonna let me do this? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, it just felt, it felt crazy. It was like, when your kid runs off on the playground, you know, when you run off on the playground, you look back to mama like, mama for real? Are we doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, go on, go on, you know? Yeah. And it it felt, it felt like that. And um, it was, you know, it's hard, but it's affirming and wonderful. And 0.0% of people get to do it in this world. Right. Get to create like that. There's no federal funds for art, you know, mm-hmm. barely. Yeah. Or artists or creativity. It's all about yeah. output. And it's so mixed now. Like it's so tainted because we don't even know what being creative is anymore because we're, mm. you know, beholden to these devices. Absolutely. So we think an app is us being creative, but it's like really sitting with yourself and doing something out of quietness, you know? Can you be still enough to finish this? Or dare to suck. Or put yourself out there for criticism. But that's how you get better. That's how you get better. Criticism and like with people who are mindful and know more than you is my favorite. I don't need to read the comments, bitch. (laughs) Like, what you... I'm sorry. Are you a content creator? Leaving comments? Just shut the fuck up. It's tough. I mean, those comment sections... They are dangerous, man. They are dangerous and toxic and you got to stay out of them. Because those people, that's what they spend their day doing. Right. A lot of the time they spend their time just commenting. Just there there are, I I wouldn't say professional commenters, but that's their hobby and pastime. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely thankful. And I think the only thing I have been making sure, like the, the gut check is... Like, are you doing enough? You don't know if this is going to be a season two. Make season one motherfucking count. You know what I mean? Like, is it different enough? Is it unique enough? Is it going to pop? Also, like, I'm so used to playing the sidekick. Mm. 
that I'm like, is this like star material or is it just still me being funny for funny's sake? Also, you know me, like, what the fuck are you saying? How are you going to feel at the end of this? Streaming, you know, binge watching shit really has changed the way we write television too. Like, yeah, it, it serialized it a lot more. Yeah. Um, so that's a different way of just thinking. Yeah. Well, all I know is you, you go all out on everything and it kind of dovetails with an amazing quote that I know from, from Carol Burnett. Ooh. Legend, icon. Yes. And it's, yes. it's just, I live with it in my heart and it, it's now for everybody. Let me just pass on. She said, when you're writing a show and you're developing a TV show, mm-hmm. just remember, swing for the fences because you're going to get canceled anyway. <gasps> yes. Eventually. You can't see me, but I'm pulling my ear saying I love you like the way she did at the end of her shows. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm so glad we've had this time together. Me um, too. Love that song. That's the song from the end of the Carol Burnett show. But I, I am also glad we've had this time oh! together. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's all good. I'm so glad we had this time together. I used to watch that show with my mom and that was my one of my first introductions to comedy because my mom is just just a, a comedy schnob. So that's how I learned about that. But yo, should we get to our guest? We always we do always do this talking and then we find ourselves, as we say down south, polycocking and talking. Well, I wasn't polycocking. I was waiting for you to wrap up. You were definitely on a tangent. And I was like, I'm just let, like, I feel like I've interrupted you so much. I'm just like, I'm gonna let him go. But I was like, we should wrap this up because, you know, I'm really up. excited to get to our guest because, you know, He's amazing. Um, he's he's an icon. He's an icon he in the motherfucking making. And he is also a writer on my show. What? Yes. You got co-workers on this thing? Bitch, let me just tell you. <laughs> I am so lucky to have it in my life. Please, everybody, we about to get yep. into it with Solomon, Solomon George. No, that was terrible. All right, ready? Here we go. It's pretty good. I you was... guys, we about to get into it with Solomon Giorgio. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't do it right. I'm sorry. Does anyone else know what it's like working with the middle child? Solomon's here. He's here. He's queer. Get used to it. Yes! <laughs> hey, Solomon. Solomon, motherfucking Giorgio. It's been so long. So long. So, so long. <laughs> so long. I felt like I wasn't even just writing about you. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so sorry. Truly, you are iconic. You are too nice. You have to understand, I consider both of you equally even more so iconic, respectfully. What? What is happening, Solomon? I don't understand. We're going to take Solomon, over the world. Solomon, it's been a minute. The love is mutual it's... in this space. That's what's going on. Oh my God. Cute chemical brothers. I'm ready to do a walk. <laughs> Let's go. When she told me that you were joining her, her writing staff, she was just like, she's like, I have to call you with some good news. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, Solomon, I told you going to be and now the lights are out. Oh, no. Hang on a second. He got so shadows. many, the lights went out. Where are you, Jordan? Cloverfield. <laughs> I'm in my office, but it's they're on some European concepts of like motion detector lights. Hang on a second. 
I will just reboot. This is not how I want you to see me, Solomon. <laughs> I love it. And you are in a glorious room with just wigs. You see this room so many times. I just have so many wigs now. It's just, and there's more coming. I have four more coming. Oh my, how do you decide? Or you're just like, I want to build a outfit around this or I just want to feel this way? No, I just want this wig. I just want the hair. I don't yeah. care about the outfit. I just want to, I want to wear it by myself. Yes. And, and put on a beat and then just... uh do it for about 15 minutes and then I'm done. Wait, you do your own makeup? Yeah, just like I do like two hours of makeup, walk around for 15 minutes and then feel my oats and then just take it right off and go to sleep. I love it. You better make wow. some oat milk shit. That's your night ritual? Oh, it's not That's my amazing. night. It's not every day. It's not every day. No, it's, <laughs> it's just when the world gets me down. <laughs> I got you. I feel you. you. Look, find joy wherever the fuck you can. Mm -hmm. And God, you need to teach me how to do makeup. Not that you need to, but please do. (laughs) You look good naturally, which is very disrespectful to the rest of us. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about comedians writing on TV shows, oddly Mm -hmm. enough, because Jordan is working and starring in... Phoebe's show. Yes, yes, Um, I saw that. Yes, we're doing it. Black history. Perfect. I'm telling you. (laughs) And um, just like the difference between doing stand-up and then going into our writer's room is so wild because, you know, the green room is a locker room. It's really like a motherfucking Mm free-for-all. And, you know, it's not going to be a yo mama joke, but it's going to be something along those lines. And yes. any comedian, I think, will tell you, no matter what kind of show they're doing, sometimes you're playing for the comedians in the back. Like, you don't give a fuck about the audience. You know oh, that yeah. the audience is with you, but like, the other comedians are listening. Look, I've rarely given a fuck about the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's They're just there. And mostly, yeah, if, if I get a comedian to laugh over the audience, right? the comedian laugh is... Yeah, is the, it's that's like the you've treasure. done something. But now, like, this is my first writer's room, um, baby's first writer's room. My hymen is broken. I can't fix it. Oh no, <laughs> my, my writer's room hymen is broken. <laughs> Are you okay, Jordan? God, that face. Um, no, I was, I was just taking it all in. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is like a situation where you have to play well with others, and you should. And you should. That's how you make yes. it fun. Were you nervous writing on your first show? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember that experience because it's been a while now. I was terrified mm-hmm. every day because you don't... Like, it's with, calm, with stand-up, you get instant validation. And with TV, like, there's, like, the validation in the room, but that doesn't equal the validation of when... Because then you have, like, the product has, has to be created and you have to wait mm-hmm. a while. And then it's finally out. And, like, do people <laughs> like this? Is this right. okay? <laughs> and, like, you don't want to be canceled, but... I know. But it's still, you don't want it. (laughs) Have you found a way though? Do you, do you understand like within your bones, the metrics of like, this will work. I know on television. Um, I feel like I'm TV obsessed Mm -hmm. and like, I'm a 30 minute comedy obsessed. So there's like things, you know, are tried Mm -hmm. and true. And if you're in good hands with a really good showrunner and other coworkers, you just, there's just no doubt. Yeah. That the show's gonna be good. Like, and I've been very fortunate that I've got to pick projects that I'm like, I have no concern that the show is gonna be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no concern. Like, I mean, what was it like working on Shrill? Because y'all filmed in Seattle, right? No, it was it they filmed in Portland. Okay. I wasn't there for very much of the filming, but it was the room itself is that was a great, great, great room as well. Like it was like mostly women, very queer, very queer friendly, 80s. 
a goddess. Yeah. And the uh, showrunner there was also fantastic. Lindy West is an amazing person. Like, that was one of those rooms where there was very few doubt in me. Yeah. I'm so ignorant. I was like, Portland and Seattle are the same place to me. They are. Like, you could also say Juno. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's the same place. <laughs> Juno, Alaska? Yes. It's all up there. It's all very oh close God. to Palin. I grew up in Seattle, and I can <laughs> confirm that if anybody thinks there are a difference, there's a 100% Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> they have the same amount of black people. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. What's it like growing up in Seattle? Oof, don't leave anything out. It is. Well, there's not much to offer you. Um, Sir makes a lot. Um, <laughs> there was, he came to my high school three separate times. <laughs> Whoa. For what? For what? Just, just to say, hey kids, keep doing what you're doing. You're like, well, we can't be used to mix a lot. That's impossible. You know what I mean? You're one of a kind. <laughs> wow. E40. E40's from Seattle. And so yes, Jimmy Hendrix. He did, he, did, yeah. he did not show up to my high school, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> E-Fizzle? No. I w- if E40 showed up, I would have been a much different experience for me in high school. <laughs> So your parents migrated here, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, my family, my, I'm an immigrant too. We came to America okay. when I was like four years old oh in 1985. God. We first lived in St. Louis, Missouri. On purpose. On purpose. Well, some, well, I think we got sponsored through a church and that's how we ended up there. Right. Mm. Well, we worked... We worked very hard to get the fuck out as quickly as possible. <laughs> right. Like, once my mom saw snow for the first time, she was like, well, we're never going to see this again. <laughs> right? <laughs> we good. We good. But then we moved to Fresno, California, and that place Ooh. is not, it's, a, it's a lateral move. It is not a better location. It is. <laughs> uh, Fresno is like a deeply segregated city. It's okay. mostly a lot of migrant workers okay. uh, because there's a lot of farmland. And but all but the thing is that a lot of the people the landowners are very in charge of all the elections. So that's how we end up with somebody like Devin Nunez mm. representing us. It's a I think it's just a disproportionate amount of people that are you know, that are not able to vote. Mm. It's not a good representation of the population there at all. Right. Wow. You said that every place in Africa is better than Fresno. Yes, I 100% said that <laughs> multiple times, and I will continue to say that that a lot of parts of Africa. Yes. <laughs> It is, yeah, no. Like I also used to say that uh, it is a city of uh, broken fences and unleashed pit bulls. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> set it up. Is that where Karate Kid took place? Is that like around there? That area? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been the butt of a joke of uh, California for a long, long time. Wow. It's always been that Bakersfield or Fresno is the worst city in California. Oh, and no. they would fight over that. I'm like, what are we fighting over here for? <laughs> like, oh, we're, we're worse than this. <laughs> like, you know, oh my God. Like, this is, is, you don't have to be the worst two cities. To get. <laughs> but then, yeah, like it was the mid 90s that we moved to Seattle. It was like right in the height of grunge music, the same year that Kurt Cobain died. And I got oh. there and I was like, oh, this is oh, this is what sad white people look like. Yeah. I remember when Kurt Cobain died. I was in Catholic high school and we, for the morning prayers, prayed for him and his family. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hi, Catholic okay. high school. Like I showed up and people were like, yeah, they were, it was, they were in their feelings about it. And I was yes. like, I don't, I don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who did you listen to as a kid? Well, because I was like, I was like 13 at that time. And I think it was mm-hmm. like, uh, I was sitting, like, I think I, we came up there while California Love was the hit song. Yes. Oh, okay. So I was, I was very much like a, a West Coast uh, rap fan. And, and like, I also grew up, because Fresno's not too far from the Bay Area. 
So we have like O Town three five seven. Oh no, Oak Town three five seven. No, it's a, it's a juicy. She got him crazy. She got him crazy. Uh huh. Oh my. Okay. So this past Super Bowl halftime show really was your jam, then. Oh my God. It yeah. was. It was. Well, I'm not that crazy about Eminem. I've never have been. There's something about white male rappers that like they just need to rap fast, and I'm like, can we just can we just take it? <laughs> Like, there's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I want to hear what you're saying. Um, wow. But yeah, it's, uh, wow. but the rest of them, I've obviously clearly, uh, Nate Dogg was also another one that I think, I was just obsessed with that voice too when I was a kid. Yeah. So where would you live in America if not LA? No, nowhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I've reached that kind of, like I've, I've wanted to live in LA for so long and this is my third time doing it and I've been here for 10 years now and mm-hmm. it's, is this or another country? <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. What other country would you live in? Ooh. Because it feels like you 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 have you have definitely like an international appeal. Like you you could I could see you at like on the Rudiga, you know like at the Dugamin having like a petit oh, manger. He, like he just wanted to do a French accent. I am well, I'm so very happy to hear it. Just, you know what? Yeah, force it in. That's what I'm here for. Um. <laughs> Put that on a magnet. <laughs> 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 um, if I like, if it's Europe, it'd probably be Amsterdam or like a Copenhagen mm. situation. Um, if it's if it's Africa, then I'd probably do like a, a Lagos in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you! And Asia, I'm still not 100 percent sure yet because I do love India a lot, but I don't know how well I'd fit in. Right. Oh, you know what I love about you? I mean, this is one time I forget what the festival was because you know there's always a festival, and and this was like BC before COVID, and this was also like a very <laughs> drunk after party, and I think Moreau Terrell was there, maybe Grigioni. I don't remember who was all mm-hmm. there. Nate Bergasi was there. Joe Rose. It was like a fun fucking group. Yeah. And we're all cutting it the fuck up. And I look over to you, Salman, and you like. I'm dancing with people. You are dancing by yourself. <laughs> but giving it, you are giving like Zumba class instructor. I'm going to make everybody do the dance even if they don't know how to dance. And I was like, yes. Like, I loved it so I much. I might not have been dancing by myself. It's just uh, when I am dancing, you can't tell if anyone else around. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> There's like 40 people around me. I just... <laughs> I just you think, were doing your thing. You, you create a space. Did you like dance in the bathroom mirror? Oh, for me, I've always like dance has just been like a thing that I just always wanted to be sure that I was good at. Uh, especially, <laughs> well, like when you come to America as as an mm. African and you, you're you get incorporated into the black culture, you don't want to be the black kid that can't dance. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. that is a oh, curse God. and a half. There, because I already had. Oh my God! Like there were some points that I didn't that I stuck out when I tried to hang out with people because I was mostly probably black school. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, dance is the only one. <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Right. Of all the things they can make fun of, it won't be my dancing skills. I'm not going to lie. I've always felt like, because I don't, I guess my look looks like I can sing and people are just like, you can sing, right? <laughs> Poetry. I'm like, I can't do any of that shit. Roller skate. We have a birthday party yeah. coming up this weekend. <laughs> and it's a roller skating party. And I have such anxiety because everybody in the community can fucking skate forward and backward like yeah. the fucking Nick Cannon in a fucking teen rom-com. <laughs> And I'm yes. out here just holding Roll on bounce. to the edge yeah, yeah. as if I'm like water skiing. <laughs> Bitch. I can't really? see my feet. I, I am th- so top I, heavy. Honestly, you... It's a drumstick emoji. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You shared that video of you like 
like roller skating, like doing the roller derby thing. It was. Because <laughs> you know motherfuckers are just like, are you okay? But I was like, look, you got to put yourself out there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's how you create fucking friendships and beautiful ass content because it's yeah. like, also, if no one can have anything on you, then you have nothing to hide. It's like, move on, bitch. Yeah. No, but I think I think the issue, you have tiny ankles. You pointed that out before. Yes, I do. Tiny white girl ankles. My ankles are named like Reese and Taylor, <laughs> and they are ready to tell a cop. Do you know who I am? Like they they are fucking out here. These bitches are just out here getting all the good parking spots. Yeah, I can roller skate, so that's one one thing I can. Damn. I have multiple roller skates. That's who I am as a person. And wigs and roller skates. I'm so jelly. You're such a complete person. It's so annoying. <laughs> Look, it's I assure you, there's there's lots of faults. Um, but you don't you don't have to date me, and that's what's important. <laughs> Good. Let's get into them because I can't believe I have known you for so long. I've never known if you have been in love, if you've been married, oh. if you've been booed up, if you've been someone's beard, if you've been with a woman, if you've had threesomes. Like, I don't even know who the fuck you is. Now you can share whatever you want. I've definitely had threesomes. Sums, but for the most part, I've been all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree that you like someone more in a threesome? Like it's never like equal? Mm, no. Okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but I've also had like group situations where I like, I don't like any of you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I cut you off. What were you about to say? I'm just, I'm, I, yeah, there's always places at times where you're like, this person's more attractive. This, But it's like, I can play along if there's if there's at least one person I'm like into, but I've I've never like had a situation where I'm like, you ugly, right? Your whole family's ugly, right? <laughs> I gotta leave, <laughs> right? I have, I definitely uh, have. Uh, I, I I can't. I like really the the fact that I even ha- like did a pity fuck is so like why would I? It really is character building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't uh, do really. I really can't do pity because f- my penis does not show up to the pity party. Uh, that's really. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a soft pass. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, you know, I feel so bad for you. We can make out. <laughs> oh my goodness! But how does one do that? How does one extricate themselves from a like? Oh, the three way is going down. Like, how do you walk out? How do you walk out? Oh, you just leave. (laughs) Oh, here's the thing about Solomon Giorgio. He has no qualms whatsoever (laughs) about getting up and going when he wants to. I I love it. I've prided myself on never, ever doing anything that I'm at least not 80% into doing. Look, that's a teachable moment. I I wish (laughs) more people had it because then what happens is they stay they regret it. They live through it. They beat themselves up. They talk to me about it. They write yeah. a think piece. It's too <laughs> much. We, we could also just like take our shit and leave. Now, we've been working on this show of mine and you've been amazing in the room. And I, a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Like we're fleshing out my character and also just, I love creating this world and, and mm-hmm. just body positivity and mostly Sex positivity yes. around a buxom, a buxom plus size bitch who mm-hmm. is not ashamed of having a little extra something, something. Yeah. And also, we're trying to set up a perfect date for her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would be your perfect date? Oh my gosh, my perfect date. Someone like gonna sweep you off Ooh. your feet. Um, my perfect date would be it probably be like during the day. We can take a, a nice mm. little walk. I like getting coffee. I like hanging out. I like just chatting. I'm a big fan of like 
like an arcade situation. Oh. That'd be very cute to me. That would just like play video games with somebody and oh. see see if we have a skill match in that level area. But I'm like, I, in all honesty, like I'm truly the simplest person when it comes to what requires of a date. I like, if you are just kind and we hang out for a while, it's really that easy to get me. Oh. Also, you have to have a giant dick and uh, abs. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I, no shit. The, the minute you're like, I would move to North, like Northern Europe, Amsterdam or Copenhagen. I'm like, yeah, everyone's got to be six four older, like six yeah. four older, six four a six four older. Oh, that's oh honestly, if you're taller than me, you're older than oh, me. That's no. the rule. Oh no! Oh no! Stranger danger! Someone come save it! Six Someone come four fix it. older. We have Ooh. found the title for this episode. Ooh. Six four or older. Four older. Oh my yeah. goodness. Wait, so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy your own company though, Solomon? It seems like if you like like to put on a wig and know what makes you happy, uh-huh. then you do you enjoy you some you? Um, yeah, I can do like leave me by myself for a long period of time and I will just the world <laughs> won't change. I'm I'm still like I'm not gonna get any better or worse. I'll still be Solomon by the end of it. And I learned that through the quarantine. <laughs> Is that um, coming from a big family? You're just, you just really appreciate your you time? Yeah. And, but I also, I feel like I'm very good at, with, even with my own you time, I'm always able to reach out. Like, I'm very good at uh, reaching out when I'm lonely. I'm not, like, whenever loneliness becomes like overwhelming and it's never very long lasting. And I'm very good at appreciating myself and treating myself well. I'm very good at treating myself. I'm great at treating myself. That's good. (laughs) That's so good. Because how many people are just waiting for someone else to treat them well? And then it also, they're always disappointed when it doesn't happen. I'm just like, do you just like to live this way? Because you can go out and do it for your fucking self. Like my husband always has a hard time buying gifts for me. And Mm. because if I want it, I get it. And yeah. that's why I'm like acts of service and, and just like touch and rub it, please. Thank you so much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh this, there's so many other things you can do for someone besides. Oh, um, you have to buy me nothing. But if you want to scratch my head for 30 minutes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Put some oil Greatest on it. Gift. That's exactly. Oh my yes. God. Just, oh. If you want to be thoughtful, come oh. back home with like another silk pillowcase. Thank oh you. My God. Thank you. It is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It. I feel like people just assume that since you're so extravagant towards yourself that you require so much. It's like, no, 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 no. I require very it's the little. the opposite, yeah. <laughs> From other people around me, like, I will treat myself well, but all you have to do is just find a kink in my back and <laughs> rub into it. <laughs> and you know what? I think sometimes people are intimidated when you like yourself, mm-hmm. which is so crazy to me because sometimes the the compliments are backhanded where I'm like, did you mean that or you want to take that back? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. where are we going with this? Like, I don't mind complaining, but like at the end of the day, I love me. Well, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, people are like, how'd you get so confident? I'm like, no, no, baby. What trauma did you go through to not have any confidence? (laughs) My confidence is not unnatural. (laughs) Yes. I I enjoy my own company as well. Remember how I played hooky the other day? Yeah. Michelle? You do. And just like, I, I spent the weekend teaching my kids how to swim. Aww. And you know who didn't get to swim this weekend? Dad. So I just like <laughs> played hooky and went swimming in the middle of the day. Yeah. And my wife still doesn't know. Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> and she won't be listening to this episode. I she, will, him. she will not. I'm like, There's where no are way you? And he's like, oh, I'm in Speedos at the Soho house. Aww. I was not in Speedos. I do I not, know, I I do not have the thighs for Speedos. Okay. But I do, I do definitely... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I like a nice short dad short, like a yeah. 1950s dad short. That's me. Oh, I've seen all your bathing suits. But it, Solomon, can I tell you, we went on a kidless vacation to Greece for a week. <sighs> Three couples. Uh-huh. Everyone's got a suitcase. This motherfucker shows up with a medium size soft bag. I'm like, <laughs> do you have more than one pair of shoes? Where's your toothbrush? And like his poor wife is just like, he didn't pack this bag till like 45 minutes before we left. Meanwhile, I have been packing for over two weeks, setting out dresses, trying to think of moments. I was making the money to go on the trip. All right. I was busy making the money to go on the trip. I didn't have time to pack. All right. Need clay to make bricks. Why are you giving me, when he gives me politician fingers like that, I feel like he's about to give me some Obama in fucking 2.2. Yeah. Because it's an inaccurate assessment of the situation because both of us are working to make the money for these trips. I know, I know that you're and doing we it. Packed. I know that you're we doing packed. it. I'm saying that. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Listen, listen. Maybe you're right, okay? But I definitely bought some shorts on that trip. You don't... See, that's, maybe that's that you fair. That. Like, if you're buying stuff yeah. on a trip, that makes sense. I personally, whenever I travel, I bring an additional three weeks of clothing longer than I'm... (laughs) Because a girl needs options, bitches, okay? Look, just because a trip is in summer doesn't mean I'm not going to bring my winter coat. Just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I got to do it for the culture, the rhythm, the rhyme. Have you ever dragged a coat across the floor? Have you ever done that? Ew. Have I dragged a coat across the floor? Like a a fucking... Aretha Franklin walking on stage, <laughs> knocking off her fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Did I bring my purse on stage? Of course I did. What are you asking me here? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me something real, bitch. Oh, what a great segue in, in terms of asking you some real ass shit. Um, we have people, um, our audience, they're yes. so fucking cute and really don't know much. Just kidding. We're all learning wow. together. We're all learning Yo, together. Edit that out. Edit that They're out. All, please. We're, uh, no, we're, dragged ambitious. <laughs> so we get some questions from our audience that we try to answer, but like we have mm-hmm. gotten some really crazy ass questions. Like somebody asks us if they should buy a turtle and I'm like, or just get a hug. Like, <laughs> you should, okay. Okay. So are you down to clown and answer some, oh, answer some questions with course. us? Okay, great. Every time. Oh, if a relationship ends with someone who also works in the same industry as you, mm-hmm. what are the certain do's and don'ts of how to move forward respectfully? Oh, this is why Ooh. I've never had a comedian know what I feel like. Is this the is... wrong answer get them blacklisted from that industry? Yeah, that's the right answer to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to me, that's God. the right thing to do. But that it's the wrong thing to do. Like I've like that's why I've specifically have never dated within the industry because yeah. I just think it's it's just too uncomfortable. It is. Have you been tempted? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think comedians are funny. Uh, <laughs> no, they're they're all wonderful. But it's yeah, it's like they, it's for me. It's very much like a sisterhood in the comedy mm-hmm. world. So I don't ever really like a sisterhood and brotherhood that I'd ever want to like. I'm never tempted by because it it's just. It's just a community that I love. Yeah. And if I love you, yeah. I won't date you. <laughs> oh my God. The and there and you don'ts. have it. Um, you know, I'm going to um, say one of the don'ts is don't talk shit about the other person. If somebody yes. asks yep. you what went down, how to go, it's just like, you know, everybody, it's something very general. Like it just went in different directions. Yeah. I wish them the best um, because people 
will take that seed and turn it into a game of telephone that you probably yeah. can't control. Mm-hmm. So be mindful of your motherfucking yeah. mouth, especially when you think somebody... Tri- There's a Linda trip in every yeah. fucking community. Linda trip. Uh, <laughs> and also, remove yourself from a situation if you feel like anything. It's like, it's it's not worth any fight or argument to happen in public. 100. It isn't worth it. If you feel like you're upset or annoyed or frustrated, get yourself out of that space. Yeah. You deserve to be like... I feel like that's the things that you're like the constant sharing of spaces. Like it's going to suck here and there. And until it's in a mutual, like a comfortable space, just keep away from yeah. each other. I also say, and it's messy because it's not like a divorce where you could have a clean cut of you get mm-hmm. this and I get this and we get to see the friends and the yeah. family on this time. This is like, you know, a workspace with someone that you used to date. Seriously. I would also mm. have um, like a... Like I would have a sit down with them if if you could to talk mm-hmm. about expectations. Like, yeah. you know, what's it going to look like for us? And I don't know, company parties. I don't know. This is yeah. why you just can't sit on every dig. It's going to get complicated. It's true. But it's, um, I think the issue with a lot of situations is uh, like once like, a lot of relationships end because of a lack of communication. So after you break up, you should still try to gain better communication afterward. Right. You have to convey what's going on. You have to say what's upsetting you and what's bothering you to them directly, not around them, not near them. Like in a day, you have to talk directly to them at any point in time about this. And it's as sick as you want to be of it. And it's like, and if you guys want to keep away from each other, then yeah, extract yourself from that situation. But yeah, it sucks, but you just have to be, as long as you're communicative, I think. I was just like listening to a podcast about breaking up. And what it said was to remember the way that relationship made you feel. Yeah. Mm. And and to honor that. And Mm -hmm. that way you won't um, become toxic around that person as much in... Uh, post facto, yeah, and that you left for certain for certain reasons, you know, and it's uh, that is hard. That is hard because you have to be professional yeah. and you have to be grown up at the same time. So you've actually, which is why people don't try to do it customarily. Um, so it's yeah. be be kind to yourself too because you're asking a lot. <laughs> now you're asking yourself to remain professional in this situation. Also, don't be that yeah. hoe because it feels like okay. when people meet at work. <laughs> When people meet at work, it's because they're spending a lot of time at work and they don't have time to meet people, Mm. uh, you know, elsewhere. So, like, even though somebody might be a sounding board for you, don't get involved with somebody else right away because they understand what you're going through and shit. So, I'm just like, don't do that either. Don't be that hoe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, take a vacation. Yes. Mm. Eat, pray, love, bitch, even for a long weekend. Yeah. You have to, you have to get a moment away from, the person and the job because those are since they're so intertwined so you can reset. Yes, I want to go to Napa. I call my tits the Napa Valley. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, I'm down. Um, but if they cheated on you though, feel free to drag them to hell. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> sure. I ain't mad at that shit. all their business. <laughs> Look. Um, okay. Do I have to give someone a wedding gift? If I'm traveling to the wedding from out of town. Hell no. <laughs> Solomon, you just went to a wedding in Mexico. No. Well, no, you did. No. Well, you- <laughs> Look. So I, I did. I, I did travel to Mexico and I had a great time and I actually did give them a gift. But I've like that's oh. I but I'm in a like I'm I'm in a financial situation where I'm able to get the additional gift. Right. However, if you it is oh. a lot to ask somebody to be in a different place, mm-hmm. get on a plane, yeah. pay for like 
So no, honestly, I don't like. I don't think there should be any requirement for anyone for yeah. a wedding gift. I think that's, it too, I think that's be, too much at that point. Like you're already asking mm-hmm. people to travel and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't like, and, I'm, and honestly, I'd be surprised if they didn't understand that. Yeah. If they're shitty about it, then yeah. Weddings bring out the worst or the best in people. Yes. I have broken up with people <laughs> over my wedding. Yeah. Which is crazy that I've known since seventh grade. And I'm just like, oh, what I don't need is this. Yeah, it's like you can't be stressing people out over your wedding and you can't be stressing people out over their wedding. There has to be some sort of like mutual respect for each other. So like if somebody's asking you to go somewhere I and they're still expecting a gift, that person might be just a little too much to have in your life. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We all don't need a Karen from Will and Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a cute question. How important is it for a man to have a proper skincare routine? That's exactly what I was going to ask that question. Really? Yeah, that was the one I I was like, oh God, this is so good. It is integral for a man (laughs) to have a good skincare routine. Yes, speak on it. Speak on it, sis. And also, not even like just a simple bare bone, like just some, the amount of men that don't put fucking lotion on their fucking elbows is insane to me. The amount of like callous, dry hands that Mm. think Mm. they can touch my body. And I'm like, what are you doing, sir? (laughs) Yeah. You can't. It's like Skeletor is trying to finger bang me. Oh, like, I don't like it. <laughs> like you are touching delicate parts with rough skin. Yeah. No. If mm. I wanted to fuck sandpaper, I would have gone to Home Depot yeah. on and closing hours. It's truly, it's it's a very, it's, it's several simple steps. Reading an article, go to Sephora and talk to somebody there. Like, oh, go to Target. Yes. I feel like just a simple body lotion situation that you do every day. Like facial moisturizer, just washing your face is important, but like a facial moisturizer will do you so much good. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's such a light amount of work. <laughs> it's really. It really is. I'm sorry, but the press conference energy that y'all are both bringing to this, I love it. It's just. <laughs> like the light amount of work. CeraVe yeah. is your friend. Yes. It is a great brand. The basic. It doesn't look feminine. It doesn't have a scent. It's very like, it's a really like mm. great for your skin. So if you, it's like CeraVe Brands. Oh yeah, C-R-A-V-E. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not even sponsored. This is just coming from my heart. <laughs> yeah. the We're not sponsored by them either, but yeah. I love them too. And they're everywhere and they don't break the bank. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why self-care became this unattainable feminine no, I don't do that. Like, I don't know why it has become uh, um, not popular, yeah. <laughs> unpopular, but like, we are going to be in your presence, mm-hmm. close to you. Please mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Take care if you of yourself. Expect us to- exactly. And you'll feel better. Take care of yourself. Buy an extra set of towels. Have multiple sheets. It's really a lot of things that sounds like a lot, but it can be, can be accomplished. It's a one-stop shop to Target, bitch. <laughs> I have a four-step uh, facial routine. I respect Let's that. Let's talk about it. How did you find out about it? Um, well, I went to the spa because I was like, I am worth going to a spa <laughs> for a facial. Yes. And yeah, it was, ugh, I called my wife on the way. It's bad. And so I got in there and then, you know, they, they made me a new person. They just took all these, like, I felt like a rattlesnake peeling their skin off. It was yeah. really bad. And then they were like, oh, you need all these products. And so they <laughs> like, gave me all these products. And I was like, you know, because usually they're like, oh, this will be perfect for you. But, you know, they're trying to like sell you on them. But like, they're like, you, you really, yeah. So um, so I bought these four <laughs> products. There's a mist that I use. Oh. 
Um, yes. A serum mist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but we start, of course, in the shower with the face wash. There we have go. the body wash. Yes. The big mistake that I was making was I was using my body wash on my face. <sighs> And oh, then um, I know, I know. Come back. I'm still here. What I'm are you, still an here. infant baby? <laughs> right? No, I left. I, I left. <laughs> <laughs> I, you couldn't hear me close the door. I closed the door very quietly and then came back. Shall come back. <laughs> come back. I was, I'm was. i good on it. <laughs> and I was using body lotion on my face. So um, I, I was not doing yeah. right things. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I was like, this is it. I got to do better. I'm on TV you now. I can do for better. That. Yeah. Yes. So I also use Pharrell's uh, Lumen, which is really nice. So after I wash mm-hmm. my face, um, then I use this thing called Lumen. It's really good, very light. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not advertising anything, but I think it's a really great formula. You're giving us politician fingers as you're talking. So <laughs> I, I know am, you're excited. I, am, uh, I use Lumen. It's really good on your face. Uh, <laughs> a certain viscosity. See? It's very nice. Uh, and then you finish it off with an SPF because this yes. woman was like, you need sunblock. And I was like, okay. Why do do black folks think we don't need sunblock? Because we like to have something over white people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You ever pretend not to be sunburned when your white friends are sunburned? I wear sunblock, but I'm never going to let them know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be out these streets going, what the SPF? What is? Pfft? I don't know what that means. Like, what Never heard of the, it. <laughs> That's I like NFT. Don't know. Red to live a lie. I'm way too yellow to live that motherfucking lie. You said everyone's like, oh, I love your freckles. I'm like, it's well placed skin cancer. Let's move on. <laughs> what else are we doing? What else are we doing? Um, so, that's so good yeah. though. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm so happy for you, Jordan. I mean, Thank my you. husband just got into a skincare routine too. Beautiful. And um, f- like for a white man that didn't even want to get a pedicure, didn't even know what the <laughs> fuck that was when I first met him. We have come a long the way. Oh no! Wait, I love I love this question. Wait, this question is so <laughs> stupid. Is it cool to have everyone wear the same shirt at family reunions? <laughs> Um, <laughs> ma'am, I laughed because I knew where it was going. I laughed because I knew where it was going. Ma'am. Well, you're from the South, Jordan. I feel like yeah. this is your thing. First of all, at a family reunion, when black folks get together and do a mm. whole bunch of nothing, it's very mm. important that we wear the same damn T-shirt. Um, <laughs> so in a African-American family, sometimes mm. it, it's good to wear them because hotels in the South would be like, it's Black Weekend. And, and they'll be like, the only date we have uh, available for that uh, particular room is uh, the 28th of July. And you find that there's four other Black family reunions happening in the same hotel the same weekend. Oh. And so, like, you best wear those T-shirts mm. so that you can identify cousin to cousin. You know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. that's okay. what it is. So mm-hmm. it's the U-N-I-T-Y. Yes. It's the unity. All this to say... Wear those t-shirts. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> well, like we wore, like we wear traditionally Ethiopian clothing, so it's it, that's our version oh. of the same shirt. But we wear like the, the nice like white linen outfits uh, with embroidery on it. It's a fun thing to have. Anything traditional wise, especially with the diaspora, like that's a fucking that's your own that's your own legacy. So yeah, wear the shirts. It's a good time. I still do. Yeah, I've seen your family in the shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's real cute. Thank you. So we always ask our guests before they leave, what is one thing you want to do for yourself? Like what is the most adult thing you want to do for yourself that you haven't done for yourself mm-hmm. yet this year? I'm very, I'm trying to figure out what I've not done for myself yet. I feel like because of the pandemic, I want a full body scrub and massage. 
Like that is yes. what I want to do. Like I, I'd have, I, could, I used to get massages regularly before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've been holding off. And I think mm. that is that is that's one thing that I'm. That's that's gonna be my next goal is a full. I'm gonna go three hours. I'm gonna do a three hour massage. Three hours? Yes. I'm gonna like Take a, with a scrub, scrub down and a fucking deep tissue massage and just. Yes. I wanna do be it. mush. I wanna be oatmeal by the time I'm done. Yes. <laughs> Oat milk. I love this. <laughs> go to Koreatown. Oh. You can feel like a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. They get between the toes too. Oh, yes. They do? I feel it right now. Oh, yeah. They do. And I just wanna be so, I'm gonna be so slippery afterwards. I'm gonna be so happy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gonna be like Jello. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that for you, friend. In fact, I'm inspired. I want to do that too. Thank you so much oh, for your time. Thank you you for are so <laughs> goddamn wonderful. You are too. This has been so wonderful. Oh my god! This makes me so happy. Solomon, you're you're so talented, so smart, so funny, so fly. Uh, I I just I really appreciate you taking the time with Y'all. us today. You know, yes. these words mean more coming from the two of you than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking better, bitch, because we mean it. <laughs> we don't fuck with babies. Yeah, we both got babysitters to do this. So. <laughs> I know, it's true. <laughs> and by that, I mean my husband. Yeah, but and by that, I mean my wife. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yay, Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, talking to Solomon, I feel so much better now. I do. I feel so much better too. He's, you know, there's just some people that you just love talking to, whether it's celebrating something or just talking shit about something. Like you always <laughs> feel better when you're done doing it. And can I tell you, he's that person. And can I also tell you that everybody else in this writers' room, the vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's dope. Oh, you know, if we can make this magic and really see each other on Zoom, what the fuck can we do when we're in person? Mm. So think about that. One day, yeah, yeah. Think about it. I love it. I love it. You got the <laughs> chemistry. So yeah, I think one of the overall themes this episode, at least, is self care is not selfish. Mm-mm. Not by a country mile, as we say down south. Not one motherfucker be what you said. <laughs> You know what? That really just fulfilled every (laughs) hole in my body (laughs) in in an emotional way. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) This is why I can't talk anymore. (laughs) I I think we're good. That was so fun, Michelle. <laughs> it was very fun. Let's do it again. And we will. Get it again. And again. <laughs> it's in our eye, Cal, and I can't wait to see you. Buddy. All right. I got to go. Oh, thanks. Bye. <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Rin. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Andrew Epen and engineered by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song is by DJ Don Will. Photography by Gijs van der Most. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.